Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Nadine Dietz, host of CMO Moves. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thanks so much for stopping by today and to give you a quick overview on what to expect. CMO Moves is all about game-changing leaders, their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. I hope you'll enjoy their stories as much as I do and take away a few tips and some inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to CMO Moves. Today, I have the great pleasure of speaking with Jennifer Breithop, who is the Global Consumer CMO of City. Jennifer, hi, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And you are in New York in your office, and I'm in San Francisco. So glad we could find time to connect, especially after a whirlwind you've been on. You just came home from the Grammys. Is that right? I did. Just got back to New York, where it's much colder than Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Uh, so, wow. Well, before we jump into your role, tell me, how was the Grammys? Well, I didn't go to the actual show. Um, I left before that, but City has an incredible program that we've been doing for the last several years called City Sound Vault. And City Sound Vault is where we bring the largest artists and bands in the world into a small venue in Los Angeles called the Hollywood Palladium. And um, really the only way to unlock access into the vault is to be a City customer and use your credit card or debit card product to purchase access into these shows. So this week we had an incredible lineup. We started the week with Coldplay. Um, we then moved to Brittany Howard of the Alabama Shakes. We then had Brandy Carlisle, who is a multiple Grammy Award winner this weekend. Uh, we had The Roots do some special pop-up shows with guests, and then we closed it out with the Jonas Brothers on Saturday. So a really terrific lineup, and again, this was our 30th Sound Vault show this week, uh, so it's, it's really a, a fun program. Okay, so sounds very exciting, and I'm jealous. Wish I would have uh, joined you there. I was at the Grammys last year, but didn't have the, the opportunity to go this year, but um I have been to one of your other events in Cannes. That oh, you that's on right. Last year. Yes. Yeah. And it was beautiful. So I'm going to hold on that because I want to talk about that very specifically. It was also tied to a very important initiative. Um, so we'll get into that in just a minute. But let's start today with an idea of what your role is, though, at City that gives you all these opportunities to do all these amazing things. Absolutely. So I was appointed as the global consumer chief marketing officer in 2017. 
And in this role, I'm responsible for leading a team of marketers around the world that are tasked with coming up with super creative, distinctive, impactful campaigns that help city differentiate our products and services, but that also enhance our brand. So that's my daily jam. And then on top of that, and as an extension of that, because it's also an extension of the brand, um, oversee our global entertainment platform, which is part of the reason why the City Sound Vault program I was just talking about happened. So when I uh, stepped into this particular role, it was, you know, an exciting opportunity because at the time we had never had a global consumer campaign or brand campaign. We really didn't, we were standing for a bunch of different things and we weren't coming off as the most emotive brand. Uh, So I saw that as a tremendous opportunity to help inject emotion into the financial services category and hopefully position City as the banking brand that could inspire consumers to feel good and optimistic about what's next for them wherever they might be in their financial journey. Um, So that's my role today, and it's been a really fun experience for the last couple of years. Okay, so that's exactly what I was thinking about while you were describing that, the connection between emotion and financial services. Can you just spend a minute or two more on that? Like, what are some of the examples of how you do that? Well, it's interesting because when you think about financial services, people are like, oh, it's not that emotional. It actually is. It's some of the most emotional moments people have as or as part of our products and services. It's really our products and services enable some of the most emotional moments in people's lives, whether that's buying a car, your first home, um, paying for college, a wedding, really all those really magical, memorable moments. So for us as a brand, and when I stepped into this role, we, we took a step back and really said, how are we showing up? How are we being perceived um, in the world? And we determined very, very, very quickly that what we were lacking in our story was the emotional part of the brand, the humanity of the brand. So the result of that realization and pulling a whole bunch of great marketers into a couple-day session where we just ripped through what we stand for, what we want to stand for, how we want to show up, the result was we came up with a new tagline, Welcome What's Next, and we actually flipped the narrative on our storytelling. We put consumers at the center of the stories, and we told their stories of how each and every day they welcome what's next with City as their life partner. So um, that's, that's how we did it, and now we have this new recipe, for lack of a better term, of how we tell our stories. And again, it's putting consumers at the center of those stories and using music to help elicit the emotion that we're trying to pull through. Yes, and that is actually a great way to describe the experience I had with you in Cannes last year, and you told a beautiful story there. Do you want to share what that was about? Yeah, I mean, last year, I I think you're speaking about the Brittany Howard experience that we had in Cannes last year. We had a very special chat with Brittany about her career as a diverse female artist, and then she had a special performance and really... The idea behind that is about a year ago, almost a year ago, on International Women's Day, City helped launch in partnership with the ANA, See Her, Hear Her. And that's really around um, supporting women in the music industry, not just, you know, artists, but also songwriters, um, engineers, people throughout the whole 
line of uh, the music industry. And, you know, part of the rationale for doing that is as a storyteller who just announced to the world that we would put consumers at the center of our stories and use music as a very important ingredient in that, um, when we looked around, there just, quite frankly, weren't that many women telling those important stories. So again, if you look at the stats, it's it's crazy. Just women are not represented at all in the music industry. 22.5% of popular artists are women, 14% are songwriters, 5% are producers. That's not good enough. So we launched this initiative that said, okay, City's going to um, take a leadership position, but we're going to call on all brands. And that brand collective of storytellers who use music are going to help create platforms for women in music, any part of music, to help them on their path, their journey. Um, because I think, you know, hearing a woman's voice in those stories is incredibly important. It just, it takes on a different tone. It takes on a different meaning. And I think we need that to be fair and balanced. So we're on this journey. We launched uh, See Her, Hear Her with Marin Morris on International Women's Day as our first mentor. She's had great success with her mentee, who then went on to some of the final rounds of The Voice. And then um, from there, we had other artists join, like Cheryl Crow and Brittany Howard and others. And we've created a mentorship program. And that's been, you know, really a special way to call people's attention to this issue and this situation. And our commitment was to get 50 brands to join this movement and help with gender equality in the music industry. And so we've had a lot of success, and, you know, we have some more work to do, and we're committed to it, so more to come on that. But it's that's what we launched in Cannes as well, is just uh, the call out to other brands. Wow, okay, so that's amazing. And, and clearly, uh, you're sitting in New York, so I can hear the, the sirens <laughs> There's something in the going down in the background here, yes. <laughs> we'll just pretend like you're, you're on some island someplace. The sirens do... Um, give it away. Uh, but uh, anyways, so, okay, very cool. Love everything you just talked about. Obviously a very important issue for everyone, anyone in marketing, anyone who's a professional, anyone in music, any young artist who's trying to grow. And I love the fact that you mentioned the mentorship program because, you know, as you know, that's a huge initiative for us at Adweek to help young talent prosper. So can you talk a little bit more about the mentorship? Like, can anybody apply or how does that work for you? Yeah. When we launched, we did a national call out in partnership with NBC. Um, we actually launched See Her, Hear Her on the Today Show. We took over an hour of the show and had all these incredible women come in and join. And as part of that call out, we selected several women that were either artists or songwriters or producers or engineers brought them to New York and have helped them with their career, not just from mentorship, but we also made a donation that would allow them to fund some of the things they needed to do because that's often part of the problem is they don't have the resources to be able to kickstart that career. So the call out really happened to everybody and we continue to find more and more women that are interested in participating and now they seek us out, too. So it's, um, it's been a really amazing journey. And some of the artists that we have involved, they're also seeking them out as well. So it's become this groundswell of women knowing where to go to ask for help or guidance or assistance. Um, the mentorship piece has really been something that's exciting. Yeah. Well, I commend you for doing that. Thank you so much for supporting that initiative and launching it. Okay, so I would like 
to talk to you about one more thing that you're doing, and then I want to dig into how you got to be in your role and your experience along the way. Um, and the reason I want to focus on the first part is because it's also exceptionally important to me. You've been very involved in a Me For You movement. Can you talk about that a little bit, please? Yeah. So I'll give a little background. So I have been a participant on the board of um, T.J. Martel Foundation for several years, um, in, incredibly important initiative related to cancer and cancer research. And about a year ago, a friend of mine, I opened my email one evening to see a very heartfelt note from a friend of mine, a colleague and friend who had just been diagnosed with stage four cancer. And I thought it's too much. Like we are seeing these notes and these calls from friends are happening more and more frequently. Why are all these women getting this, these late stages of cancer? And it just, to me, it was, I just needed to do something. So I pulled up with um, several of the women from TJ Martell and specifically the woman who runs it. Laura Heatherly. And we sat in a room and said, okay, what could we do? There has to be something more important we could do. Women put everybody before themselves. And as a result of that, we don't do appointments that we should do. We don't get things checked that we should get checked out. And then you hear more and more of these stories where people are discovering things because they haven't put themselves first. So we formed a group of women and launched almost a year ago, Me For You. And Me For You is really a campaign that's about making a promise. So making a promise to someone special in your life. It could be a friend, could be a colleague. It doesn't even have to be a woman. It can be a man. And it's just saying that I am going to do the following. I'm going to you know, get checked out. I'm going to do my appointments. Maybe it's I'm just going to go to SoulCycle, something healthful. And really, it's been quite powerful what we've been able to do since we launched this. And I will tell you another story that supports this is one of the younger women on the committee joined. We were talking about all these personal stories that had happened to everybody around the table and in the room. And as a result, she left and went and had a mammogram. And uh, come to find out, she was diagnosed with cancer. And she would have never had made that appointment had she not heard the stories in that room. So it probably... And what she says has probably saved her life. And she's a young mom and wonderful person. And I'm happy to sit here today and say that she is cancer-free. So if we can help one person, it's enough. But we want to help many. So Me For You is a growing campaign. We have many women from many different industries sitting on the committee now. And we're coming out with some exciting things soon, a jewelry line and some other things that will help to amplify it. So more to come, but it's uh, a terrific initiative that we are early days, but super proud of. So again, thank you for doing that. You know, I had mentioned up front that this was really important to me and, you know, I don't often share a ton about myself through the podcast, but I, I really want to underscore how important this is. I remember talking to you last year. Mm-hmm. I called you, I was sitting in the parking lot of my mother's hospital and I was in France, my mother lives in France, and we were talking about this initiative and I, I just never forgotten it because last Christmas, well, a year ago from last month, my mother is, was dancing around in my kitchen, happy as could be. And then three months later, out of nowhere, stage four oh, ovarian gosh. cancer. 
And for the last year, I've been going back and forth to France at least once, if not twice a month. And it's brutal. And by the time you find this out, it's horrific. And as you said, I'm seeing it everywhere. Everyone I talk to, I'm hearing more and more cases about friends that are being diagnosed and had they only checked. So long story short, we're still fighting. Um, And as a result, I, I actually went through my own testing and they did find stage zero breast cancer. So I just had surgery last Tuesday and luckily we caught it early and I'm only sharing this because it's so important. Anybody listening, please, please, please get checked out and have all your friends and family do it too, please. Um, So however I can support your initiative, I'm all in with you. Thank you. Yes. We need more and more people to know about it, especially younger women as well. You know, we had some women on the committee that were a little bit younger, and their uh, challenge was they weren't sure what they were supposed to be doing, when they're supposed to be getting appointments. So a big piece of this is education as well. So thank you for helping us amplify this very important cause. A hundred percent. Anything you need. So let's talk more about you, my dear, because you've had an exciting career and um, doing all these cool things now. But did you ever think you'd be a CMO as you were going along your professional path? Oh, gosh, no. I think growing up, I always wanted to be an architect. My dad was in that business, and um, he was always taking us as little kids to his projects, big buildings, hospitals, big developments, whatever he was working on. And I always thought that would be the coolest job. But frankly, I didn't pursue it because I never saw women doing that. So I never saw women at these big job sites. And so I thought, obviously, that's not possible for women. So that is why I'm here today. I'm in marketing. But I, I, in a way, being a CMO is like being an architect. There are certainly a lot of elements of design infused in everything we do on a daily basis. And when we're in campaigns, uh, those are really building structures and platforms as well, too. So I guess I'm, I'm an architect in a different way, Nadine. I am uh, an architect of branding and marketing. I love that. That's the first time I heard that. And I really like it, an architect. So how did you get to be so skilled at being a CMO? I mean, obviously, there are a lot of things you had to learn along the way. Were there some memorable moments in your career that you look back on now and, and say, wow, I'm so glad I did that, or I'm so glad I did do that, because that really helped me continue to evolve. Hmm. I think, you know, I was fortunate early in my career to work for some of the smartest, most innovative marketers in the field. And I think these leaders really taught me about the value of building a strong brand that can inspire people, reach people, create emotional connections. So I've kind of moved around and held various roles in media and advertising, experiential marketing, branded entertainment. Um, I've also made a lot of bad choices, too. I mean, goodness gracious. Some could argue I'm not really good at choosing individual jobs. Um, there were, <laughs> I did a stint in uh, publishing that was the role was to prove print effectiveness at a time when it was becoming less of a thing. So I don't I guess maybe I thought I could change that. Um, You know, I've had a lot of different paths and roles along the way. Um, You know, even here at City, I raised my hand at one point and said, um, I want P&L experience. I want to run a credit card portfolio. So I did that for a while. And that was great because it taught me how to really position the products and services that we actually offer on a daily basis. So I think, you know, 
moving around a, a lot and trying new things and being open to possibilities, I think, has been um, what led me here today. But I've, it's also the people that I learned from at a very early stage in my career and got to watch, quite frankly, the way they operated. So I feel incredibly fortunate now to be sitting where I'm sitting and having the platform that I have to be able to help shape culture, stand for important issues, and hopefully inspire people along the way as well. Yeah. Uh, And you mentioned that you had some folks that really helped shape your thinking. What was some of the advice you got along the way? Oh, my gosh. You know that saying, it takes a village? Well, spot on. Um, (laughs) I have been (laughs) fortunate to have so many people help me out along the way. And I've been lucky even early on to work with some incredible women and men, men that really understood the importance of like kind of reaching back or leaning back and grabbing people and pulling them forward. And I truly believe in that. It takes a couple of those people to kind of catapult your career that didn't just worry about themselves. So I think that I was fortunate. I also was fortunate because I was raised by two really hardworking parents that really showcased to their four children the importance of working hard and, and what that looked like on a daily basis. I remember what my dad always used to say to us. My, my parents had all these quotes and sayings and stuff. I don't know why they felt that maybe with four kids they needed something. So they were like, let's try to inspire them with words. But my dad used to say, remember, years from now, you will likely be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So be bold, explore, dream big, be open to anything and everything. And I think that advice for me personally translated into saying yes raise your hand, get uncomfortable. And I, even today, I think when I feel most uncomfortable is when I'm typically growing the most or developing the most. So I always try to tell my team, just be uncomfortable. Like if, if it feels uncomfortable, it's probably where you're getting the most value. I love that. And we talk about being uncomfortable quite a bit these days, which is great because it is a true testament to pushing yourself and doing things that you normally wouldn't say yes to. Any particular example, because I always love to talk about breaking some rules. Any example where you were going to do something and then you're like, nope, I'm going to push myself and I'm, I'm going to break that rule or I'm going to say yes and I'm going to be uncomfortable. It just sticks out in your mind as something that was really pivotal for you. I think it's less about me, but uh, where I could have just said, okay, um, but I didn't, is really demanding that our agency partners and people we do business with support diversity at least 50-50 representation. And that wasn't popular because people are like, well, you know what, we're not doing it that way right now. And I said, that's unacceptable to me. And 2020, that is absolutely unacceptable to me. So demanding that the day-to-day people who work on our business or whether we're on a campaign and directors that are working on it or producers, all the way through the line, align with us and align with me on the demand for diversity I can't even believe it, but it wasn't popular to do that. And it was like, really, you're just shaking things up. Can't we just go with status quo? And I I really think that there are a lot of places we can't affect change, but this is one place that we could, and we could do it overnight. So I just think there's no excuses on that. So I don't know if it was breaking a rule, but it was like almost setting a rule, on a new rule for the path forward. And I think it's been incredibly powerful and now – we don't do business with people that don't follow that rule. Excellent. I love it. When you think about that rule in working with your partners, how do you think about your team? 
um, and the kinds of talent that you're looking to bring onto your team to help you continue to drive the industry forward. I truly believe to my core that shadow of a leader is a thing, and I know people don't love that term, but um, it starts with me, or really all leaders. The shadow that we cast really does set the tone, shapes cultures on teams, and it can make or break a team and their success. I truly believe that. Like Even when I hire anyone, I hire for the team, the family, because if, if we aren't all getting along, then... I think our success isn't going to be a reality. So I will not hire, and this is my rule, um, a superstar that I don't believe will gel with the team. I just won't do it. I don't care how great they are because I've seen the end of that movie, and it can break culture overnight. So it is really when I'm hiring, I'm making sure that we hire someone that will be part of this family, part of that team. And I think people feel that. And then I think when I think of the most important ingredient in the recipe called leadership, I think it's empathy. I really do. You can't attract or retain or grow great talent without empathy. Uh, In my experience, it just doesn't work. Okay, I'm taking notes because all that that you just said is really great advice. And I love that. Um, Hire for the team. And I like the way you said, I've seen the end of that movie before. That's fantastic. (laughs) Sadly, I have. Um, (laughs) I think I have too. But I love this recipe for leadership on empathy. And and obviously, that carries through in so many of the different initiatives that you're doing on a global platform for the world and for uh, talent everywhere. So thank you for all of your efforts there. We are unfortunately now out of time. I'll have two two last questions for you. Okay. The first is, do you have any other tips that you'd like to share? Tips, I would say for me right now and for any uh, marketers moving up the ranks right now, I think authenticity in our marketing communications has never been more important. Uh, we all know it's more and more difficult to earn and keep a consumer's confidence and attention. And that really requires us as marketers to market our brand in ways that feel relatable to people. And I would say we can all see what's going on in the world, um, the world that consumers live in, and it's now inundated with uh, messaging, with negativity. And I think people are losing patience. And, you know, you run the risk of having somebody tune out your brand when you don't come across as authentic or human. So I think that's incredibly important. And you do see a demand, and we hear this all the time. You probably hear this on these podcasts all the time is, this demand by consumers to only do business with brands who possess shared values that stand for something they have purpose. I think that's true. Consumers crave value and transparency. So I think as people in with opportunities and platforms, I think just giving back, getting behind things, taking a stand, being transparent, creating stories that are positive, real, and thoughtful, because we set the tone. So I think that's incredibly important. So that's It's not really a tip, but it's just a a theme I think um, we should all be mindful of. And you're right. We talk about that uh, a lot. It is very hard to do sometimes, though, but not impossible. And in some businesses, it's a little bit more obvious on how that can translate. But, you know, if anybody is struggling with understanding the purpose of their business or how they can achieve global scale on issues, I think encourage you to to keep digging because there's a lot of great examples like yours out there on how that can happen. So thanks for that. 
The last question that I have for you is if you were not the global consumer <laughs> CMO of City and you could do anything in the world because you have money and talent to no end available to you, what would you do? Oh, gosh. I think people would want me to say some provocative career somewhere in a different industry, but I'm going to say um, a full-time mommy. I think I can't think of a more important, rewarding role um, shaping the little minds of the future. I don't think I can think of a thing that could be more powerful, impactful. So I'd just probably hang it all up and be a mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, how lucky would your children be if, if they had that? Um, well, they might not and- say that, but yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Maybe later, right? Right. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you again so much for taking the time to join me today. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. It was a pleasure to chat with you today, Nadine. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely. And hopefully I'll see you soon. Hope to see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, I would love your help in sharing CMO Moves with one of your friends or colleagues who you think might enjoy it too. And if you have time, I would really love your review or ratings on Apple or SoundCloud. So thanks again and have a great day. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.